Guys, everybody who's watching, listening from me, Rishi K. This is an annual feature that I really look forward to, except that the last couple of times, it's happened uh, on Zoom over the World Wide Web. It's wonderful to see you face-to-face, -face, Monica Shergill. How are you? Lovely <laughs> to see you, Rishi. For those of you living under a rock, Monica is Vice President Content at Netflix India, and there's so much action always happening. And we are at this beautiful facility, which is called the Library, which is uh, on the 12th floor of Netflix. The first time we're filming here, otherwise we're in this lovely studio, which they've built exclusively for talent interviews. It must be so wonderful working in, in a space like this, isn't it? The calm and the peace. Yes, absolutely. I think coming to office is an experience in itself. I'm not talking about the traffic on the road. Yeah. But the minute you enter the office, there's just a vibe. It's a space for creative people, creators coming here. And just the whole experience. There's a colleague of mine who says that, you know, when he joined, he suddenly realized that he's walking into a mental spa every day. <laughs> I mean, it makes you feel that it's going to be relaxed. It's not at all relaxed. It's uh, super sort of charged all the time. But it's really easy on the senses because there's a huge creative vibe in every space that we work out of in office. And that's actually the Netflix vibe globally across wow. whichever like I've been to the Mexico office I've been you know to the US office you know Singapore office and many others and that's the vibe of Netflix everything is about stories creativity talent that you work with we are all major fans of entertainment and our spaces do and must reflect that Lovely. Many, many congratulations. I'm not even getting into global victories for Netflix, which will take the entire afternoon. <laughs> but from a Netflix India perspective, RRR winning Best Original Song of the Year, that's a Netflix India title. Of course, The Elephant Whisperer's Best Short Form Documentary. I'd like you to comment on them. Great moments for India and Netflix. Absolutely great moments. Such a moment of pride to actually be able to take, you know, Indian creators and local productions to actually audiences across the world. And really, for me, like I'm getting goose flesh just now, even thinking of, you know, Natu Natu being performed there, of seeing Kartiki and Guneet standing there and everyone just uh, sort of, you know, seeing that nomination and the win. I think it's very special for everyone in India but us as Netflix uh, particularly because they were decisions which you know were taken a while ago and when you're actually doing your everyday work you just do it with a lot of passion and commitment and you want it to travel you want audiences to watch it love it and then you know a few years down the line when you actually see that getting the highest award like that it's a very different feeling so so really very proud as an Indian and as a Netflix person. And uh, Chef Vikas Khanna has just taken Guneet and his mother yes. to Matha Tika on the, uh, the Golden Temple in Amritsar. So, some spiritual vibes are coming your way, which is no, wonderful. No, I'm very happy Vikas has <laughs> done this because Vikas and I go back a long way. Wow. Literally brought Vikas to India to host uh, MasterChef in my earlier life. Yeah. So, he's a dear Millions friend. Millions of women around this country are already thanking you. <laughs> <laughs> the handsome Vikas. I'm going to call Vikas and tell him that. <laughs> Lovely. I'd like to spend a little more time on documentaries, Monica. I mean, the fact that Smithy Mundra's Romantics told the story of Yash Chopra and his legacy had an Adi Chopra interview for the very first time. My jaw dropped. Millions of people around the world, jaws are dropping everywhere. And that's being lapped up by audiences. Yeah. And I think Smithy has done a phenomenal yeah. job 
and I think the way audiences were able to see Adi to actually see him field all the tough questions in the elephant in the room sorry I'm bringing it back to elephant whisperers just happened but I think it was so refreshing it was so honest it was so emotional nostalgic and considering how you know everyone's been feeling a little down about movies doing a certain way I think it just brought back amazing memories and feeling an emotion for what cinema stands for in this country and I think that was really amazing and the documentary has traveled all over the world. We did a premiere for it in New York. We did an LA premiere and I mean I can't share the videos here but there was outstanding reception. People dressed up, were standing in queues waiting to watch the docu and there has been so much of outpouring of love and uh, I think it just reaffirms our belief that a great story told in any format and genre is just lapped up by the audiences you have to just tell the stories that are important, that are urgent and that give a new perspective to the audiences. And that's what we are actually always sort of focusing on. I mean, we had Mumbai Mafia recently which had come, which did very well. We have the cricket match-fixing documentary which has just come on the service, caught out. So documentaries are really a very important form of storytelling for us. And Elephant Whisperers has just warmed the cockles of everyone's heart and uh, really to see, you know, Kartiki, Guneet, Achin and my colleagues, you know, who've been involved in the journey, Alok, Raghav, who were amazing part of that journey is, you know, very heartwarming. Which is naturally segues into my next question on choices made on the service. I mean, commissioning or buying a mainstream subject like Yash Chopra's life, his legacy, I imagine it would be slightly easier to do. But the beautiful small story of two elephant mahouts and their raising of baby elephants in the Elephant Whisperers, it couldn't have been an easy decision to make simply because, like I said, it's not the romantics. How do you go about making that decision? In this particular case, how did it happen? You know, you're very right. These decisions are not easy. When you're actually programming and you're looking at so many stories, these are very tough decisions because on any given day, the number of pitches and ideas you'll get will actually be 10x, actually more. I'm being very conservative when I say that. The sheer number of ideas you get, you know, and you have to really pick for the audience. You have a very, very crushing responsibility. It's a very exciting opportunity to do that, but it's also a very important responsibility, you know, that you take as creative execs. And what you really, what we really look out for at Netflix is that what will really touch the heart. What will be a story that will, you know, probably be remembered long after you've finished watching? Is it moving the needle on some very important emotional meter or some new insight that you're giving? How refreshing is it? Or if it's something that has happened, like in this case, I'll give an example of Trial by Fire, which was not an easy decision at all. And the outpouring of love and appreciation we have got through Trial by Fire because of what it was and how it was told and how Prashant Nair told it but as an executive it was a very very tough decision so similarly you know like there'll be heartwarming stories that you'll feel oh but this is a sweet story what can it do you know are people even going to watch it but I think it's that moment in time when you believe in the creator's vision you believe in the passion of what that creator is trying to do what story they are trying to tell and you see it through their eyes when you see it through their eyes and you feel it the way they are feeling you know that 
there is good business sense also in telling it because the audience needs to feel that. So I think we try in most things, you know, things work out. There are some stories which are done with the same intent but don't fly the same way. But I think at all times, the intent is to touch the audience's heart. What Monica is talking about is Trial by Fire, a series which is the retelling of the Upar fire tragedy in Delhi. If you haven't seen it yet, please go and watch it on Netflix. It stars Abhay Diol, Rajshri Deshpande. And for a lot of Gen Z people and millennials, they didn't even know this story existed, which is such a shame. And it's wonderful that Netflix brought it back in the collective consciousness and people realized that is, something like this happened. Yeah, and thanks for sharing that, Rishi, and giving the context here. It is the only series amongst the top 100 IMDb global series list. Wow, that's yes. amazing. The past year has also seen the advent and the importance of music in your content. I gave Monica a whole list and she added to it. I missed out class and missed out Even the more very recent Rana Naidu. But Ye Kali Kali Aakhe, Mismatch Season 2, Monica Oh My Darling, Kala. Kala. Kala actually was it's almost as though the fortunes of the visual and the fortunes of the audio were simultaneously yeah. flying you know yeah. uh, so lovely and of course like you mentioned class and uh, and Rana Naidu it seems that it's a key element now in all your films and, really, and series in India I mean you can actually put out an album on streaming yes, services yes. otherwise and oh, it flies it's become a very important part of how we connect with our audience because I think music in India is you know it's always been a part of storytelling and very when we look at Western storytelling, it's, you know, the movies are without music. But even globally, music, like in Stranger Things, music has been such an important part, uh, you know, in Wednesday, the song, that track. But actually in India, we were doing even, like we were working on this music long before, you know, we started noticing it in some of our, you know, English titles and other language titles also. Because, you know, as a team, we used to think that Netflix is seen as a very sort of global brand and there is a certain way in which we are seen by the perceived. audiences mm. perceived by the audiences and what is a way to get into their hearts you know through our stories but through the music of our stories yeah. also and how can the, that music really reach out and connect the brand and the titles to the stories to what the audiences feel about those shows so I think it really came from us wanting to have our audience feel the stories a lot more and, and that's where the voice and the feeling in that music came. That's how we interacted with our creators. In fact, there are movies where we've asked our creators to add more music because we really want to create a body of Netflix music which you can hum at any point in time and when the season twos come in series or it's like someone said that the, the track of Monica Oh My Darling is like a bee in my bonnet. It just keeps buzzing all the time. So I think Class has a great album. Everything that we have is now available on Spotify yeah. as albums and Rana track has been trending so much. The track with King. So I think uh, later in the year we have Archie's which is a phenomenal music. It's going to have I think it has 12 or 14 songs that we are doing. Hira Mandi will have amazing tracks composed by Bansali. So uh, music is a very important part of storytelling for India and as Netflix we want to sort of keep giving more amazing music. 
2023 is also special because your regular members, I remember, I can never forget this. The first time I did an interview with you, you said members and I've always stuck to that. I don't use the other word with S for, for people who are on Netflix. Yes. It's such a beautiful word, members. You know, members are waiting for the return of crowd favorites. I mean, in the original series genre, if I were to look, Delhi Crime 3, Mismatch 3, Quota Factory 3, She Season 3, Fabulous Lives of Bollywood Wives and you must be excited with all of that coming back. Rishi, I want you in Netflix. You remember everything. Yeah. No, but I love me. the service. I just I love know. it. I love how you're going about everything. Yeah. Mm. So, actually, each of these creators, the whole bunch of talent, they've done so well. They have reached out to their own set of large audiences. And when we see the comments on social, and you know, when we do, when we reach out to our audiences through consumer insights, etc., we're really seeing the fan love for the titles. And I think the fact that we announced season threes and work is like happening day and night on bringing them out. There are season twos which are coming out. Class has sparked amazing fandom. There are actual fan pages and fan clubs around that. That whole bunch of 11, you know, uh, debut cast has gone everywhere and they are the new it cast in town going from Fashion Week to Abu Jani and Sandeep Khosla's Do and India Today Conclave. So I think somewhere the fact that members, more and more members, actually members are on the service, then there are audiences who join us every single day. Like Khaki for that matter has been in the top 10 for five months now. Yeah. You know, more and more members who join, they are constantly watching and that the stories are getting bigger and bigger. I think the media doesn't talk enough of khaki you're right it's just always simmering it's there always, always there yeah. people are watching Rana Naidu within three days of its launching it broke through the global non-English list Rishi if I give you the context you know you can just imagine how much we are programming across the world across languages Spanish Polish Korean German French as many languages as you can think of which are non-English and all of those stories come in the non-English top 10 of the globe. And for Indian titles to be there consistently week on week across movies, across series, and for Rana to break through into that list within three days of launch. That's the level of, you know, viewing that's happening. That's the level of uh, fandom that's happening. And all the stories programmed by the biggest global creators and talent. So that's that's also a moment of pride. It's excitement for our creators because now they wait for this data to come and see where they are tracking. So it's really heartwarming and we want to keep announcing more and more twos and season twos and threes and also getting films which make their mark like Khufia and you know Suspect X etc and Archies that will be coming later this year. Yeah, so the Archies with Zoya is something we're all looking forward to. Also Hira Mandi with Sanjali Labansali, yes. you gave us a sneak peek of that a few weeks ago. I mean these are the two of the greatest directors of the country on Netflix and like you said to me off Mike off camera I mean there's Vishal Bhardwaj there's Hansal Mehta these are I don't know if I can even call them directors anymore they are otters yes, <laughs> master otters of our generation yes. so talk to us about these biggies yes and each of them have such a unique voice and that is what we want to bring to our audiences to our members that you know when Vishalji tells a certain story or when Hansal's you know scoop which is on the Jigna Vora case I cannot tell you the kind of unique storytelling and voice and perspective that 
comes through that. So I think the roster of creators that we have on this service, I can actually safely say that we will have the most diverse, the strongest and the most entertaining bunch of creators and unique creative voices coming on the service in the next few months. We've already had Oshim Aluwalia, we've had Prashant Nair, we've had Shantanu Bagchi, it was his debut film. We have Karan, you know, who Karan and Suparan, who've done Rana Naidu. And, you know, just going forward through the year, we have Chaube's uh, soup coming, Abhishek Chaube's soup. We'll have Sujoy Ghosh, Suspect X coming, Raj and DK's Guns and Gulabs coming. So, I think you will just see every single month we'll be coming out with very important, very entertaining and impactful story. That's lovely. So when Ted Sarandos, the Netflix global CEO, was here, his recent visit to India, he must have been very thrilled about the way things are evolving in this country. Talk to me about that. Ted actually loved his visit. I mean, everything else apart, the energy that he sensed here, the success that he saw, you know, our engagement going up, our member engagement going up by 30%, our revenue going up by 25%, you know, the kind of creators and creative voices, the kind of stories. He was actually sitting with a bunch of film school students and he just asked them that, what have you been watching on Netflix? And all of them said, oh, we just, this was, it was last month. And they said, they had just watched uh, class. So he said, so which one do you like? The original Spanish series uh, or class? What were your thoughts on it? There was a resounding, you know, sort of feedback in the room saying, oh, definitely class. So he was like, okay. And why do you say that? They said, because of the way it was adapted, the way the characters came out and the way you know, each of them was so contextualized to India and so much more was added. So, you know, like it was his first experience of seeing what Indian audiences look for in storytelling and, you know, whether it's an original story which is coming out, which is what we did last year through all the films and series that we spoke about, which actually were breakouts on the service and what, you know, whether we've, uh, you know, in terms of adaptation, what he really saw was how the service is dramatically changing to really pulling more and more audiences into the way Indian, you know, Netflix India service Mm. should look like. So I think he enjoyed his trip to Delhi where we had a lot of, you know, sort of engagement with the media, the creators party here and overall the vibe when he met everyone and of course the numbers have been there. So really he saw, you know, the passion and the results of Netflix India and the kind of franchise that are being created now and he loved wearing the kurta pajama. That's a great touch. Uh, can, <laughs> I I, can I please tell you he loves wearing the kurta pajama and he literally this happened in front of me. He just moved <laughs> to the corner. He called his team back in LA and he said uh, this is really comfortable and can I wear this for the Oscars? And oh, they said oh, wow. oh there's a Yes, and they said, uh, you'll have to wear a tux. There's a, you know, dress code. code. Mm. But that was really amazing. And the Hiramandi, you know, SLB and Ted's conversation and what they spoke about the journey and the, you know, the ambition with it. So I think there was tremendous excitement and a lot of raw passion around storytelling that he sensed. 
that's lovely. I want to come to innovations for a bit. I know you get this asked a lot, also because the passion for games that Gen Z has has just gone through the roof. Yeah. The game space and the live streaming space. If I'm not mistaken, there was a globally live Chris Rock stand-up comedy special. How did members respond to that? And of course, the games catalog. And then you can talk about the live streaming piece. You know where the games are concerned. We've actually shared very widely. We are very passionately invested in the gaming space. We are building our catalog. We are constantly bringing out new games. We have a very cutting-edge team that's working across. Uh, you know, creating the games and the product end of it that is going to support that whole. You know, the gaming uh, engines. And I think gaming is something which is another form of storytelling. Games are so passionately played by such a large set of you. You know, young audiences across the world. India has such a big gaming culture, and it's only increasing. So I think that is something that, as Netflix for us, it's another form of entertainment, in, and it's immersive entertainment. And we are all about immersive entertainment, whether it's long format storytelling, binge, which is a very important thing for us. That's about an immersive entertainment, and the same way with games. And it is about building a relationship with your members and what they enjoy watching and playing the most. And we are on that. Journey, and that is something which is a long-term sort of investment for us and long-term play for us. Where live is concerned, it is another innovation that you know what used to happen is that a lot of times, and we program a lot of amazing sort of reality content around the world. You know, we program uh, reality. The Bear Grylls one was fantastic. Uh, yes, <laughs> and formats that we do, and a lot of times, you know, when you program the reality unscripted content, you want to have your live finales, like you want to keep the result. You want to withhold the results because there's maximum sort of excitement around that, and you drive them across as a binge viewing. But then you want to give the climactic moment in a certain way. So that was where this thought process came from. That you know, when you want to have reunions on some shows and uh, the cast reunions, or you want to you know drop something which can be a moment of sort of co-viewing and common celebration and the excitement that it can drive. So I think that is where this was coming from. and uh, live has been around always in sports events and sometimes we've done it in linear tv also but for us uh, it was a very important thing to get this live feature and uh, chris rock has you know it was trending for a long time and uh, it was very exciting to see how that was received and uh, it is a feature that is available and that will be used by teams across the world in uh, you know at the right time for the right projects because we've already you know seen how well it was received lovely you know when i see the regional piece I love that that India has this unique opportunity of taking hyper local content and making it international. Forget about national. So curation of films in different Indian languages, then ensuring that they're being watched outside of the native language, which is in and around India, and then of course audiences around the world. That must be crucial. And how do you go about ensuring that? I think what is now exciting on this journey is that we are able to bring in a lot more languages, entertainment in a lot more languages, and you know just. appeal across not just to a pan india audience but netflix as a service is available in so many countries to so many indian diaspora or audiences that want to watch a certain kind of story in any language you know if we can watch money heist in locally dubbed languages we can watch uh, you know there are watchers of japanese anime korean content tracks so well and witcher is watched you know across uh, the country and so many different people 
pieces of content i think what is amazing is that our local stories now in tamil telugu malayalam hindi you know they are actually tracking across the world they are meant for indian audiences first because what works beautifully and well locally actually keeps becoming bigger and bigger and trends across countries like most of these movies like thunivu walter viraya we had dhanush's vaati come mm. you know and so many other movies in between i'm not even like going like we know that rrr was trending across like 64 countries and counting gangu was tracking across 48 countries and so many other films like i can uh, you know all that uh, stuff is uh, data is available when we give our you know the top 10 lists uh, every tuesday but most exciting part about all this like you rightly said is that our stories are hyper local stories the voices of our creators and our talent are actually now traveling and are recognized in different countries so much you know so many talent have reached out and said that now when we are on a holiday you know people recognize them because they've seen them on netflix in some content or the other some story or the other which wasn't happening earlier so i think it's very exciting it's the right time there is so much momentum for all things india and all stories india no and i love the fact that you've really invested on the whole subtitling and the dubbing yes. process yes. i love that you know it's a seamless interface i can go in choose the language i want yeah. choose the language of the subtitles and of course you know the various connotations how i want my subtitles and things like that and that's so important when you're watching content sitting in some corner of the world yes. you know in an alien language so and i think focus that's on quality so that yeah. when you see it in high quality then you enjoy yeah. it so i know you get asked this a lot but any piece on the service is incomplete without it which is your long term strategy on growing engagement revenue and attracting new members i believe the membership is booming you yes. know and there's a lot of a robust growth as far as that is concerned but obviously you're keeping an eye on all those departments yeah there's tremendous momentum rishi as we've you know last year india had the highest paid net additions of any country you know globally within netflix we've had a huge growth on engagement we've had huge revenue growth for us that's really important because you have to build a healthy sustainable streaming business to really sort of be able to give that value back and bring so many stories from across the world to invest in creators to really bring those kind of productions that will make india proud you know that you'll enjoy as members in india and that will go across the world because any story that we do from here is sitting next to all the global you know amazing directors writers and all that talent and for us it's important to treat every story like we would want you know neeraj pandey's story zoya's story vishal bhardwaj's story sanjay leela bhansali's story hansal mehta's story to actually be out there to appeal to the largest set of audiences here and elsewhere right so i think all of that can only be done when you're focusing on the health metrics of the business and engagement revenue and momentum and growth and profit are all things that are very important because when you treat a streaming service or an entertainment business as something which is a race to the bottom do you see that happening in a studio do people plan that okay i'm going to invest in this movie and no one's going to buy the ticket and we'll just fill up the theater do you do that is it ever done in linear business in television do you think that we will invest we'll make these shows and we'll get minimum revenue from advertisers but we'll just keep programming because we want maximum number of it's very easy to get the maximum number of people to come for free and watch something but to really be priced 
starting 149 or a basic plan at 199 these are the business metrics that we have to keep track of actually if you see the value that you get of content from all over the world the best content and the best local content biggest movies biggest documentaries series all kinds of formats of content and you actually get them sometimes for less than a cup of coffee yeah. that you would get at a mid level coffee shop that's the value and an entertainment service is your emotional buddy is your emotional partner is your you know thought provoking it will wipe your tears away it will bring a smile uh, you know on a low day that's the value of stories and entertainment and i think that is important to give to people from a very healthy high quality and passionate service that brings you everything very well said you know a famous music director i don't want to take his name once told me that he spends so much time listening and creating music in his studio that when he comes home at night till the next morning when he leaves for the studio he doesn't listen to music <laughs> i'm just wondering somebody like yourself you're so invested and passionate about series and films and this yeah. and that are you able to switch off when you get home till the next morning when you're back at work or is there no switch off button and you're you know constantly thinking content I do switch off maybe I can switch off a little more but I enjoy you know when you enjoy doing that like I can't imagine doing anything else and uh, it doesn't feel like a chore even if I'm talking at 12 in the night to someone about a story or what can we do and how can we make this better and what else can we do and what is the next one so if an idea comes to my mind at 12 or 2 in the <laughs> night you know before I forget it it's a bad habit before I forget it I just put it on my team group and I said no one needs to respond right now it's night but i'm just putting before i forget it in the morning so i just do that lovely monica shergill vice president content netflix india always such a pleasure talking to you until the next time cheers lovely. likewise thank you rishi